0: Two, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust. Destination Devi. welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on all social media platforms at the Ben Eby. You ready to take flight? Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. Hey, what's going on, Elite Seekers? Here we are, about ready to kick off another episode. This is going to be the first in a long series that we did last year and got a whole lot of great feedback from all the listeners out there. So really appreciate that. And and you know, some people have been wondering when was the Elite Region series going to come back? And hey. That's today. Today is the day that the Elite Region Series is kicking off. Hopefully, you've gotten already used to our schedule here. This is the new Tuesday spot for Elite Seekers. Used to be on Fridays, but Tuesdays is the day. So, if you didn't know, now you know. Last week was our first Tuesday episode. This will be the second one. And uh, we're going to kick it off with that special Elite Region Series episode. And it's just going to build from there. This is a great offseason tool for. Anyone that likes to listen to these episodes and then bookmark them and come back later closer to your draft times, really just getting you ready for your Debbie and your C2C drafts and going back to look at prospects to have an idea of where might you value some of those draft picks that you're going to look to acquire or that you hold already. And uh, is that a class you're going to really want to go after? What's great about the Elite Region Series we go state by state, region by region, and try to give you the best guys at each position in that area. Most of the time, we're just going to give you the top position player, but sometimes there will be a tie, or we're just not sure who the best one is going to be at the end of the day. And as always, with Elite Seekers, the goal is to project them, project that ceiling that they will hit or reach or absolutely annihilate by the time they reach that NFL level by the time they reach your fantasy football teams at the NFL level. So my goal is just to get you ahead of that way faster than anybody else. And, uh, you know, it's fun. We get to dive deep. We will be looking at guys that are two star, three star, you know, or less. And uh, with that comes some great responsibility, right? We have to really look at all the info that's out there. You know, there's definitely going to be highlights out there. But what other kind of huddle film can we find? What other seven on seven? Participation, do some of these prospects go through? What other camps are they in? What interviews have they given? And what are they talking about? What's the mental side of things look like for them? Is this somebody that's going to work their butt off, find a way to overcome challenges, and just, you know, really separate themselves from the rest of the competition? Or is this just another guy, you know, that's, you know, out there dominating against lesser talents? And those are the things we got to sift through. And those are the challenges when looking at high school football and younger. So, Uh, I just hope that you get something out of this. I really hope that this is an episode and this series is one that is really going to help you in your future of building your team. If you got to listen to it last year, go ahead and let me know what you thought and uh, we will be all over it again for you this time. Elite Region Series 2.0 is about to kick off. So this first region that we're going to go after is one that I'm very, very familiar with. As you know, or as you may not know, I am up here in BC, Canada right now, and uh, that's where I've lived for the last uh, six years now, almost seven years, so uh, just a place that we absolutely love as a family, but my hometown is the Seattle area. My home region is the Pacific Northwest. It is one where it's just a hotbed of talent, whether it's football or basketball or baseball or soccer, it's a place that often gets overlooked, and I think probably because of where it lands geographically. It's so far away from everywhere else. It's also on the West Coast, so a lot of games are going to be much later in the night for the East coaster, where the majority of the population is. So I am hoping to kind of tear away that curtain and really give you a look at what the Pacific Northwest is all about. For this one, we're going to cover three states. We got Washington, Oregon, and Idaho to make up the Pacific Northwest there. And I'm going to give you my best quarterback, running back, tight end and of course wide receiver as well. The wide receiver one is going to be one that we had to dive a little deeper, but it is a school that I actually coached at in my coaching career. So um, I got a little bit of insight around this player and I think he's he's really under the radar, but he has a great ceiling, especially with the way the football game is going nowadays. So we'll get into that one uh, a little bit later in the show here, but I want to kick it off with the quarterbacks. That is the leader of the team so we really want to tell you about this guy he is an absolute star in the making and i believe that his offers are really about to take off this upcoming season because again he is a future superstar a superstar in the making and uh let's get right into that in head, target knocking on in three two one First up, we are going to talk about quarterback Jabari Johnson. He is an absolute star in the making. I already told you that, but I got to tell you again and again and again, he's out of Lincoln High School in Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma is the home of Isaiah Thomas in the NBA, also the home of Avery Bradley in the NBA, and Lincoln High School specifically has produced quarterback John Kitna. Yes, John Kitna, former Bengals quarterback, Cowboys quarterback, Seahawks quarterback, and really crazy because John Kitna came from a really small college here in Washington. He came out of Central Washington University, a Division II program, was undrafted, but as you know, made his way to become a starter here and there at the NFL level. And just a few years ago, John Kidna was actually back at Lincoln High School as the coach uh, before moving on, I believe around 2015 to the Texas. High school football coaching system there and uh, lives down there with his family now. But back to Jabari Johnson, the star of the show. He is a six foot one, 200 pound dynamic, and I mean dynamic quarterback. He has a cannon arm, just a guy that is really well built and, and can launch the ball down the field, hitting receivers in stride. They don't break stride very often when Jabari's throwing it. Just an absolute beautiful touch. Um, that he's able to put on the ball. And what you like about Jabari is he has wheels. Jabari has wheels. He goes out there, and he definitely uses them to keep his team in the you know in the game. And and you see him, and, and he can rip off 20, 30, 40-yard runs like nothing. He had 118 carries this past season in nine games for 737 rushing yards, um, 15 touchdowns on the ground. So just a big-time, big-time playmaker when it comes to using his feet. But that's not what he's about. He's about keeping the play alive. He really throws off platform extremely well. already talked about the deep ball touch. He just has the ability to throw sideline to sideline with a tight spiral and can fit the ball in really tight spaces. He has the ability to be pinpoint accurate and avoid the defenders breaking on the ball. As shown by his stats this year, he threw for 2,200 yards. Uh, About 17 yards per play. He averaged 250 yards a game. Again, this is a nine-game model. He had 28 touchdowns to only two interceptions. He really takes care of the ball. He really takes care of the ball. His team went 6-3 and this year. Lost to a couple really great teams. Uh, A team that finished the last couple seasons in the top five in Washington State and Yelm High School. You'll hear about Yelm High School a little bit later in this show. And also to powerhouse Bellevue, who has been a national champion before, produced stars like Buddha Baker and, and many others along the way. So, um, this is a team that went out there and showed what they're about with a young quarterback. And that young quarterback's only going to get better. He'll be a senior next year. And I think that the offers are just starting to roll in. He already has eight offers on the table so we'll talk about those real quick. We got Arizona State, Arkansas is his first SEC offer, Florida Atlantic, Oregon, Oregon State, as well as UW. UW was on there, and uh, Utah was a recent visit as well, and then I believe Washington State was his first offer um, about two years ago now, so this is a kid that's just getting warmed up as far as offers go. Pac-12's all over it. They know what what he's about. He's on the West Coast, but Arkansas is an interesting one coming in there with the offer. And I think he's going to get a lot more SEC offers. He's already mentioned in a few interviews how he wants to go and play against the best. He would love to be an SEC quarterback. And I would love to see it, frankly. I think he has the tools to be special. We already know of another playmaking, just absolutely dynamic, magician like quarterback in the SEC that's doing pretty well by the name of Bryce Young, another West Coast kid. And Jabari Johnson has the mold and the making and the moxie of that type of player. You just love to see it. He's out there throwing to big-time prospects on the 7-on-7 circuit. No matter what camp he goes to, he's a standout. He won multiple camp MVP awards last offseason. And now you're already seeing him on the 7-on-7 circuit, just tearing it up. Throwing uh, passes recently to DeAndre Moore, a USC target. You've seen him with CJ Williams, a USC commit. Um, Just a a guy that's out there throwing with some of the best players around. Uh, he plays with Jaden Wayne too, a uh, big time tight end slash defensive end prospect. You're going to probably see Jaden Wayne go and play college football as a defensive end already being compared uh, to a Chandler Jones type player. So these guys are high school teammates right now and absolutely just love seeing Jabari and what he can do. So check it out. A guy that's not big time on the radar as of right now. He's currently ranked as the number 12 quarterback in his class. According to 24/7 sports but I think he should be a lot higher I think he has top five upside already and he'll probably prove that as a senior in high school here in Washington coming out of Lincoln High School so Jabari Johnson definitely our quarterback one out of the Pacific Northwest and one that has a chance to be a top five quarterback overall in this 2023 high school class hit, target identify, knocking on in three two one Time to jump into the running back position. And this is another guy out of the Pacific Northwest that could end up as a top five player at his position. That is class of 2023, Jaden Lamar. He is a running back listed at five foot 11, 190 pounds. Now, the guy that pops out to me as a as a direct comparison, even though Jaden is two inches shorter at this time. Keep in mind, Jaden's 16, 17 years old, so he's still a junior in high school. But the guy that I'm going to compare him to running style wise is Arian Foster. Arian Foster is a guy that was just extremely smooth in his running. His vision was superior. Uh, The way he could just shift around guys, not in sudden ways, but just really smoothly, you know, cutting through the defense and and finding openings for long runs with good speed. Jalen Lamar has the same talent, Um, you know, especially when I see him. You know, come up on guys that are gonna try to stop him at the goal line and go low. He will dive Superman style right over these guys. And that was something that we got to see Arian Foster do quite a bit. Now I'm not sure how much more Jaden Lamar is going to grow. We definitely know he'll add on some weight. So being at 190 pounds already is is great. And he definitely has the frame to fill out. Not sure if he's gonna get taller. But I don't really care if it's an exact height measurement. Again, it's more the running style, the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield and just kind of dice his way through traffic, not really slowing down, but subtly just changing directions and finding his way through the defense. That's what Jaden Lamar did all season for Lake Stevens High School in Washington State. Uh, It was a team that he brought all the way to the championship game before losing their first game, so that's a tough way to end your season, but he's already tearing it up right now on the seven-on-seven field, playing alongside Jabari Johnson. Part of that Team FSP, Ford Sports Performance. And uh, man, FSP is just putting out major, major talent. And what you're seeing Jaden Lamar do is go out there and play wide receiver for them in this seven on seven. And he looks the part of an elite wide receiver, but he's a running back. So again, that's where a little bit of the Arian Foster uh, style comes from me. Uh, but I think Jaden Lamar is going to be a guy that we have to pay attention to. We don't know where he's going yet, but I do know Oregon. Is at the top of his list. Yes, he grew up in the Seattle area. UW is is where his his family cheered for growing up, but doesn't seem like UW has much of a chance in this one. We got a lot of offers across the country already coming in for Jaden Lamar. And Oregon was a recent visit he just did, and he absolutely loves the facilities, but he also doesn't really care how great the facilities are. He knows every Division One program at that level that he's getting recruited at has great facilities. He said that in some interviews recently. He's looking for the fit with the coaching staff, as he should. You love it. Um, Oregon is one that he feels real comfortable with the new staff, but he wants to see how their practices go. So it sounds like he'll be taking another unofficial visit sometime in the spring, probably around March or so, and and let us know what he thinks of that practice and and how this new coaching staff is going to run practices. He wants to get an idea there. Uh, Also going to be taking some visits to Notre Dame, another one to Michigan. And then it sounds like Arizona as well. Arizona is just coming out hot after the West Coast recruits and really building something special down there uh, in Tucson. So let's pay attention to Arizona. Keep an eye on them because we know they brought in some big recruits out of this this current class, uh, you know, the seniors this year. So again, it looks like they're attacking 2023 pretty hard as they should. And it's a special place. Tucson is kind of out there. It's not in Phoenix. That's where Tempe and Arizona State resides. but little farther south. So you're out in the middle of the desert, really cool college town. And I think, you know, they're trying to build something special. And they haven't had a great football program for a long time, but we know what they used to do consistently in basketball. So once you get the momentum going, it can be a special, special place. Uh, As you know, the home of Rob Gronkowski. So, hey, pay attention to this kid. Uh, He is a, a star, super smooth hips, just kind of dices his way through the defense and it's his receiving ability that stands out with great size. So, um, he's currently already been clocked at a four, four 40 with a 41 inch vertical. So one of the highest spark scores on the West coast already has a running back. And that's, that's a great tool just to have that athleticism, you know, in your pocket. Again, it's not always about the 40 time. We talk a lot about play speed and, and I haven't seen official numbers, but. When you watch the film on Jaden Lamar, he's fast. That's how he cuts his way to so many touchdowns. And, you know, his offense is built around him. They're trying to find ways to give him the ball. Short, quick passes, and he's off to the races, right? Throw a couple blockers in front of him. As many different ways they can get him into a screen situation as they can. That's what they're doing. So you see a lot of that at the NFL level. You look at a Debo Samuel. Same type of concepts because it's that type of player that can just cut through and dice through this this defense as if they're not there. So Jaden Lamar, a top five level prospect, currently ranked outside of the top 10 at his position of running back, but the ceiling's there. The ceiling is absolutely there. In the head, on, in three, two, one. on to the wide receiver position. This one, we had to dive in a little deeper. This is coming out of a school that I actually coached basketball and track at. So, uh, that's Kyler Ronquillo, an absolute star player at, at multiple positions listed as an athlete right now, but wide receiver and defensive back for Yelm High School, a powerhouse in the football world right now. His dad is the coach of the school and Kyler is is lightning in a bottle. He really is. He's five, 10, 170 pounds. Reminds me a lot of Andy Isabella. Uh, you like players like that just can go out there and, and play at 100 miles an hour and make it really tough on defenders trying to get after them. And also, in that small package, still be able to get low, keep that center of gravity very low, and be hard to bring down because of the strength there. So, contact balance is great, especially for a wide receiver. And they kind of move them all over the field. I love that. So, it's a guy you got to pay attention to. Kyler Ronquillo, not seeing a lot of big time offers yet, but he's playing for air football. He's a three star right now. And I think we could see a rise. He'll be on another great Yelm team as a senior. Um, they already made the state playoffs. They were a top three team in the state of Washington at the, the 4A level, which is the biggest level there. So uh, A lot of things going in his direction and he's not on the radar much right now. But Mark that name down. Kyler Ronquillo. R-O-N-Q-U-I-L-L-O. 5'10", 170 pound. Receiver defensive back out of Yelm High School. In the hit, target identify, on in 3, 2, and lastly the first prospect that we're going to talk about that is not from washington state to make sure there's not a shutout sorry idaho you're not going to make the pacific northwest recruits for this edition of elite region series but oregon you did riley williams the six foot six 230 pound tight end out of central catholic in portland oregon is a big boy and uh he wasn't at involved in the passing game as we would like to see although when he got his opportunities he looked great really good speed really strong hands but his blocking ability is going to get him on the field early as you can tell by his offers there is going to be a lot going on here he's a four-star right now with 24 7 sports already has offers from arizona state cal colorado florida state georgia tech miami michigan michigan state ohio state oregon oregon state Pitt, Tennessee, USC, Utah, UW, and Wazoo. So this is a guy that is coveted. And I think it really comes down to his ability to block well on the edge and and become an extra lineman that can go out there and be really strong and and catch passes. And when you're 6'6", 230 pounds as a junior in high school, you got some room to grow. And I think that's what teams are looking at. But definitely good athleticism and a guy that could grow into a big-time role. So I'll be curious to see wherever he ends up. Is that a place that gets the tight end involved often? Uh, Either way, the tight end position is one where you typically have to be patient. So Riley Williams is just a guy to keep on your radar right now, and one that could, depending on the landing spot, uh, be in position to rise up the boards there. So that's all for the Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Pacific Northwest edition of the Elite Region Series. So you know what time it is. It is time to end everything with the quote of the show. Difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. Yes, I know things can go wrong in a hurry and you can get in a slump. That's all right. Keep fighting through. Keep pushing through. Every one of those lessons is going to help you reach the next level and and reach a higher level overall. So just remember some of those tough paths, you got to push yourself. You got to do anything you can. To get back on track because the destinations can be whatever you make of them in the end game so appreciate you hope you enjoyed the first installment of elite region series 2.0 yes 2.0 already i'm pretty excited for where this one will go and hit me up let me know what region you want to know about let me know what player you will be paying attention to out of the pacific northwest region but that's all i got for you Oh, so, hey tune in next week for another installment of the Elite Region series. For now, Elite Seekers out.